Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder. This week, our 100th episode. We recap and recount some of our favorite topics. This week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, we are so thrilled to celebrate our 100th episode. Guys, can you believe it? Cannot believe it. For 100 episodes, I've been your co-host, Dr. Ernie Ward. I'm Dr. Cindy Courtney. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. Wow, guys. 100 episodes. It feels like a thousand. I mean, it feels like 10. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. What, what does it feel like? It's crazy. I can't believe we are already on a hundred episodes. Feels like a billion insights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A billion insights. I like that. And guys, we want to thank you so much for being our loyal listeners. I mean, we are we are crushing over 10,000 downloads a month, which is pretty impressive for the veterinary world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for a hundred episodes. Absolutely. I, I think about that. Or 10,000 downloads a month just blows my mind. And, and every time we get feedback from our listeners out there saying, you know, you talked about this and it really helped me. It's so motivating. And um, I'm, I'm excited for 100 more. I was recently at a presentation and talking about the podcast and someone asked, what should I start with? What are some of the best podcasts that you guys have done so far? And I was like, racking my brain because there are so many great ones that we've done and I'm, I'm excited for this one so that we can kind of give our new listeners a clue into where to get started yes and if you are a new listener or if you're an old loyal listener who hasn't taken the time yet please take just a few seconds to give us a review on itunes that's like the one area that we are not crushing it and we really need your help because that helps itunes and the search engines find us so that when veterinary professionals are out there searching for information we can be found so guys please just give us a little review on itunes it means so much but let's jump in guys to some of our favorite topics and episodes and i'll kick it off i will say that when I looked at my list of some of my most memorable episodes, the first one kind of meant a lot. The very first episode that we dropped uh, over two years ago was around holiday drama. Now, I like this episode for two primary reasons. One, because the first of anything is often the most difficult and challenging. So we actually did it, guys. And we actually like, put something out into the world. And even though I'm not super proud of some of the the production quality, you know, I did some funny things with music and stuff at that time. But, you know, I'm really proud that we actually did it because this started with a conversation between Cindy and I about six months prior, right? And we were like, we should do something like this. And, you know, I mean, e even back then, Cindy, podcast wasn't really the hot thing that it has become. I mean, it was kind of getting hot, but we, you know, we didn't know if we could pull this off or not. And we didn't know how many people would be out there listening or who would be listening. And we were missing a key ingredient at that point. That's right. Because we knew that, you know, I was like, we really want to make sure that we get the vet tech voice in. And so that was, you know, we started connecting with different people. And Becky Mosser, of course, came in to save the day and has just become an invaluable part of the team. The other reason I like the holiday drama dropping as our first episode was we did talk about, as we've always done, the tough topics. And we really started to say, what are the issues that veterinarians are confronting in their daily practice? How can we help veterinary technicians do better by their pet patients and certainly by their colleagues? And so we knew that holiday scheduling, getting through the stress of the holidays, that was a pretty hot topic. And I think we gave some good advice. Becky, I mean, what do you think about that first 
episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I always laugh when I think back of, of this phone call I got from Dr. Ernie that was like, hey, you want to do this thing? And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. And then an email was like, here's all the equipment you need to buy and here's what we're going to do and let's launch it. And I'm pretty sure for holiday favorites, I was in my Jeep um, back when I was recording in the car. Right. And yeah, I, I love to listen back because you're right. We have come a long way from an audio standpoint, but it was a great time to launch it. Podcasts are we're just catching on. And I think the holidays are such a stressful time. We had this great response immediately of people who were like, oh, that was really helpful. Thank you for that. Because this is a crazy time. And it helped to bring some laughter to a stressful time of year. Yeah. And Cindy, I think we knew kind of almost instantly that the chemistry was going to work. I mean, you know, like I had this idea and I, I had, you know, this sonic palette that I was working with, but but it really worked right from the get go, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. And and we all had a different perspective to bring to the table. Um, and yeah, it was magical. Yeah. Well, Cindy, what would be your like next favorite type episode if you look back on 100 in the past? Yeah. So for me, one of the most magical episodes where I realized how powerful recording the podcast was going to be in my own life was um, the episode about practice what you preach. And I remember this key moment where we were talking about how important it was to believe in what you were recommending to your, to your uh, clients. And Becky had this great insight. And she said, what about the technicians who have <laughs> to share three different recommendations from three different doctors? And how can you truly believe in three different recommendations. And my mind was just absolutely blown. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that you were so receptive to that insight. Uh, sometimes, you know, we just have these moments and these thoughts and we say something, but when it really resonates with someone else and it gives an opportunity to put a voice for, for a lot of people who might feel that way, I, I'm absolutely honored. Yeah. And that was like in our first 10 episodes. And I think we really, at that point, began to find our footing as far as not being afraid to touch on the third rail, so to speak, because, you know, that episode, if you haven't listened, definitely go back and check it out because I'm really proud of that as well, Cindy. But we really dive deep into the, okay, are you vaccinating your dogs with the same antigens that you're telling your clients that they should be protecting their dog against? Are you doing the same dental care for cats? in your own home that you're advocating for with your clients. And that's, that's kind of touchy for a lot of people. Yeah. And are you giving priority to your team? Are you giving the time so that your team can be giving their pets a standard of care that you're, you're hoping that your clients do too, because that helps enable them to give that same, you know, recommendation. Yeah. And I think it was sort of a, one of the, you know, first times we were sort of being a little bit more critical of what's going on internally. And, um, you know, that's a hard thing to do and, and they're hard boundaries to reach out for. And honestly, I'm really proud that we did that. And on it, I also think I'm, I'm very appreciative. That the veterinary community has been so willing to reflect internally and to look internally and say, this is definitely something going on in our practice and to seek improvement where there can be improvement and to find humor where there's humor. Wow. You know, Becky, that's really insightful. And that's why I love working with you because you always hit me sideways with an idea. And, and you're right. That was the time when we, we did get a little critical of the profession. We took our colleagues to task because we actually said in the title, how well do veterinary providers care for their own pets? And so sometimes by putting the mirror to our own faces, you know, it, it's some, we don't like what we see, but it's important that we acknowledge it. And, and I really, I, I am proud of that episode. Cindy, that's a good one. Becky, what about you? 
what was your one of your early favorites or one of or a recent favorite? So looking back, I I think my early favorite, and I did that too. I went all the way back and started with what was my first favorite. And I really think one of my first favorites was the Pet Professionals as Enemies or Allies episode. I think we had a lot of great feedback on that. And we have a lot of listeners who are affiliated with the veterinary industry and work alongside of us as veterinary professionals, but are not necessarily in the industry. So groomers and um We've got trainers, yeah. picker uppers and trainers right. and yeah. And so this was an important episode where we talked a lot about how do we sort through this and you know, interestingly enough, recently, a friend of mine who is a, an amazing trainer and works with a lot of behavior challenged dogs um, said, you know, what would be a really great episode is how do you pick the per- professionals you work with, like trainers and such? And I was like, hey, guess what? We have that episode. <laughs> and so um, I look back and I think that was such a great one because it's important to remember the that our industry is made up of a lot of people outside of the hospital and we all need to work together for the long-term benefit of pets. We know that behavioral issues result in um, dogs being turned over to shelters and such and working together cohesively as the animal industry. And I loved that we went there with that episode. And that was another good example of not only, you know, being somewhat critical of our profession, but also offering real solutions. So packed within that one, there was a lot of good resources. We discussed some of the organizations that we do support and maybe that we would recommend our our colleagues to look into further if they're interested. But, you know, that that's one of those things, Cindy, where I think we've always part of our mission here was to not only tackle the toughest topics, but, you know, to offer some solutions. And so that was one of those episodes that I think packed it all in pretty well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, contradicted, tried to get us outside of the mindset we get right. in where we, we're stuck in an echo chamber and, and thinking outside of the box. Yeah. And we get stuck in the exam room and in the treatment area. And we sometimes forget that there's things going on at pet stores and mass retailers and grooming salons all over the country. And, and they impact us and affect our clients. That was, that was a good one. Well, I, I will say that when I kind of looked back at my list, there is still one of our most downloaded episodes and and one that I'm really, really proud of. And that was Love and the Veterinary Profession. So if you haven't listened to this one, it was done uh, on Valentine's <laughs> Day or right around Valentine's Day. We did it. It's really, I think, the only time we ever recorded at night. Am I right, guys? Yes. Yeah. And, and there may or may have not been uh, wine involved, at least uh, on <laughs> our end. But So we got all our spouses and we really talked candidly about the trials and tribulations of making a veterinary professional relationship work. I I really love that episode. Yeah, that was where my husband famously quoted, he didn't know if he should hug or hose me off at the end of a work day. And I I still to this day thank him for that quote. But it was candid. It was loose. I mean, Cindy, we got to see a side of you that we don't often get to see and you and your husband. I mean, that was it was really cool. Oh, yeah. He's a total goof. I think we we told the story, too, about him coming into vet school with me that one day and him yes. learning about C-sections and almost spewing all over our, uh, <laughs> our school classroom. That, that was a really to- great one. Great stories. Yes, great stories. We learned a lot about Cindy's uh, dancing acumen. So that was uh, (laughs) a part of how she and her husband met. And Becky's first date disaster. That was really you. you, I I don't know how you recovered from that, (laughs) Becky, because you every mistake that you could conceivably make on a first date. I think you may have made that, Becky. I'm sorry. I I did. I did. But (laughs) it it set him up for success in the long term to to know what the expectation where we should set that bar. (laughs) 
and, and that was really the first time because that was in the first 20 or so episodes that we also said, we're going to have fun with this. You know, yes. like that wasn't, I mean, sure, there were some contentious things we brought up. I mean, Laura and I brought up, you know, the struggles of dealing with emergency care and, you know, the all hours, you know, on call and all of that part of thing. And when do you plan to have children? But the reality was that was fun. And, and I'm really glad that we did that early in our podcast career because, you know, we wanted to also let our audience know that, hey, sometimes we're going to be irreverent and just have a blast. That's right. And I, I really felt that we had a great way of connecting with our, our audience there and, and kind of just helping them remember and, and to feel, you know, and laugh about what it's like to be in a relationship in this industry. And you're absolutely right. I really enjoyed that organic nature of just sort of being who we were and talking about what life looked like for all of us. And, and we got a lot of great feedback about that one. It was fun. Cindy, what have you got next? Here, here. Yeah. So, so, and I think that was a great episode that helped us connect to the experiences of, of other people in the profession. I think another one that helped us do that was uh, Jill Kirk and the animal hoarding episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. And for me, the stories that she shared and the insights that she shared definitely connected with experiences I had had where I had suspected things or I had been worried about things. And I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I was jumping to conclusions or if I was treating someone unfairly. And I think what she was able to um, give us insight into, I hope resonated with our audience and helped them feel less alone in, in what they were seeing in some of their cases in the profession as well. Yeah. And so if you're wondering, that was around episode 74, 75, somewhere in that time frame, And it was uh, about animal hoarding with Jill Kirk. And I mean, Becky, you brought a lot of, of personal experience in working with ASPCA to that episode. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's how I met Dr. Kirk and she is so good at what she does, but she communicates it really well. And one of my favorite things about that episode was the moment we sort of took and looked internally and said, you know, how many people are over their head in the veterinary industry and we kind of let them get away with it because, oh, well, you are a veterinarian or a vet tech or you work in the animal hospital and, and also kind of being able to address the mental health part of, of hoarding issues and taking some of the criminalization out of it. Not that it's not a criminal act in many cases, but the fact that we could bring light to the fact that these people have problems in a lot of cases. A lot of times they think they're doing good, their heart's in the right place. And I really love the way when we examine a topic, we try to examine it from all angles. And when we take a look at a topic that's easy to get angry or mad or frustrated about in the veterinary industry and to try to look at it from all sides, it means a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, that, that, and again, that was one of those episodes where there were a lot of lessons learned. Uh, we also confronted our profession by saying, look, is it happening within our own ranks? And then we also sort of talked about some of the fine lines and the edges because, you know, it's really easy to say, well, here's a lady who has 200 cats living in her trailer. Well, that's obviously animal hoarding. But Dr. Kirk kind of brought it back and said, you know, actually the number isn't the critical factor here. It's the level of care. I don't know about you guys, but this is one of those episodes where I've been able to take that information and I've talked about it multiple times. I think just two weeks ago, I was talking to a group of veterinary technicians about how important it is to report things, even if, you know, that person doesn't get held accountable that time that you report it, they're building a case, they're building a set of information that may eventually really help those animals. And I feel like that's something we aim to do with this, with all of our podcasts is, again, just give people information that they can go out and actually use in their, their day-to-day life as, as veterinary professionals. And Becky, I know on your list of our top, our favorite episodes during our first 100 here, had to do with a topic that maybe had a different opinion than what many of us held. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and again, I digress and say we look at everything from all sides and we did a really great episode with a lot of great good and bad and, and all angles feedback about the veterinary unionization. And we had Miss Liz Houston on as a guest who has been pretty much, you know, leading this movement um, across the country and, and has been speaking out on her feelings against the VNI and the reasons that she's she's not in support of the VNI and why she does feel like unionization is a positive thing for the veterinary industry. And whatever side you fall on, the important part and takeaway for me was we have got people advocating for a profession that really needs some recognition and some advancement, and we are doing it in some incredible ways. Yeah, I I, I really love that episode. Uh, not only is Liz very articulate and, and just an amazing uh guest, but she has championed something that really was ignored. And so when we talk about unionization, that rare that word rarely pops up at all in the veterinary profession. And so she has really led the charge on this. And again, despite our personal opinions or your personal opinions as listeners, that was quite educational. I I applaud her efforts. I think she's doing some amazing work. Uh, Sadly, that was one of those episodes where we were like, well, let's talk about two things because Liz is also very involved with CBD and getting CBD approved and and very safe products and getting research funded and so forth. And it kind of like was like, oh, and we've got two minutes to talk about your CBD initiatives. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of... I've always felt a little regret about that that episode too. Oh, I don't think she minds a bit. And I know, you know, little sidebar, we did get a great follow up with her partner in crime on that. Um, I guess it's a poor choice of words, partner in crime, because there is no crime <laughs> in uh, the cannabis industry when we talked to Steven Satal. So we were able to expound on that. And they're an incredible tag team out there. And at the end of the day, um, Whenever we're asking our West Coast friends to join us for recording, it's generally very early. And I'm so grateful for the way that they always pitch in. And Miss Liz is an incredible advocate for veterinary technicians. She's a hard worker and a a really sensible lady. And she's doing a lot of hard work out there. And um, I, I was excited to have her on. I'm excited to call her a friend. And I'm excited to see where all this hard work she's putting in is going. Um, people are working very hard on both sides of, of the veterinary technician movements, be it VNI or unionization, and great things are happening for us. So it's awesome. And again, listening to someone who has a different opinion than we do, but hearing their, again, very rational reasons for believing what they believe, I think is something we, we can all benefit from. Yeah. And I think we're in a climate where it's important to have conversations where you maybe do or don't agree, but that they're civil and that they're kind and that we can have logical conversations and they're not just all emotionally driven. And this is a good time to be practicing that. Yeah. And, and, and Liz was just, she's actually a pro at this. I mean, I, I love yeah. working with her, but if you're also listening, you know, there's, there's a couple of technical obstacles that we have to overcome. I mean, none of us are together as we're recording this. We're all doing this remotely. There's a lot of, of, of reliance on the internet. I mean, we did have in the first hundred episodes, like maybe around 20 to 30, we had this massive internet outage by our server, if you guys remember that. And so like for a week, we couldn't access any of our downloads. So, you know, there's been a a big learning curve too. So if you kind of listen back, you know, episodes one through 30 and 30 through 60, and then of course, 60 to 100, there's change in production value, change in how I do the editing and post-processing. You know, we just kind of get better, but it, it is it is a real effort not only to mix time zones, you know, Cindy's in central time zone, Becky and I are on the East Coast. We're always traveling. You know, we've done 
We've done some pretty remarkable uh, recording stunts. Becky, maybe share some of yours in particular. I was going to say, I think back on all of the places I've recorded. And I mean, it goes from starting out in a Jeep, which as we've talked about, recording in the Jeep was some of the best sound we had because they're so well insulated (laughs) um, to some homemade recording contraptions like Dr. Cindy and I both used to upgrading to my new podcast closet where I'm actually sound insulated and I have a comfy beanbag chair and some Harry Potter decorations. I've recorded everywhere from under tables in hotel rooms, in closets, to even a service dog restroom in an airport <laughs> more than once. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable what we've all done. And and Cindy has done her fair share of hotels on the road. And you know, we we've only done one episode all together. And that was at this year's AVMA. So it's, it's quite remarkable what we've pulled off. Uh, Becky and I have, have been fortunate enough to be together a couple of times, but you know, the, the reality is from a technical standpoint, there's a lot that's going on that listeners hopefully never have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get to in a minute that, that one podcast that we were all together was one of my favorites as well. So well, if I, if I kind of keep looking at some of my uh, favorite episodes, um, I do have to mention the one where we had all of our mothers. So we did a special Mother's Day episode around uh, episode 25, 26. Uh, and that's kind of special because all of us uh, and, and have older parents and and parents that, of course, live far away. So it was really nice to combine them in something that we were passionate about. We were really getting in stride then. I mean, back then we, I think right around that Moms Tell All episode, we started cracking about 5,000 downloads a month. So we knew that we were gaining traction within the profession. And that was a really interesting conversation. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm really grateful that that we captured that, you know, just for posterity's sake. But uh, I don't know, guys, what do you think, Cindy? I mean, you were a new mom when that one aired. Oh, yeah. Um, I was exhausted. <laughs> um, that, was a, that was an absolutely crazy podcast. Um because we had family coming in and out. We were, I was getting up every three hours. Um, but it was, it was awesome hearing those stories. I loved hearing the background uh, from our mom's point of view of how we got to where we were. Um, I love the story, Becky, about, you know, the, the history of being involved with the farm. And right. so it, it was just really heartwarming to hear how we all got where we were. Yes. And I always give my mom shout outs. She is the number one fan of the podcast. And almost every time I talk to my mom, she's like, oh, oh, I was listening to the podcast today. And I wanted to say and she always has some great feedback. So it was so fun to have her on. And um, it was amazing timing because we were all actually with our moms and able to do that recording together. And again, I think it's so important to remember our history, um, to give an opportunity to be ourselves and to really connect with our listeners that way and um it's it was a whole lot of fun to get to meet and hear from both of your guys's moms and so that was absolutely a favorite of the show for sure yeah and if your mom is like my mom i uh, bought her an alexa earlier in the year and and now she is so proud because she can say alexa play veterinary viewfinder podcast and so if you're listening tune in we are on tune in so that means you can link it to your siri to your alexa but my mom is very proud and so sometimes she will say alexa play veterinary viewfinder our moms tell all and i probably just triggered some people's alexas out there but regardless uh you can use alexa and my mom likes to play her little snippets for her friends it's kind of cute 
That's, right. <laughs> that's well, your mom is overall just adorable. And I did love the idea that, um, you know, it was it was Dr. Cindy's first experience being a mom and right. having a mom and being in that moment it was very, very special to be able to um, be there through that time because we kind of went through a lot of Dr. Cindy's pregnancy, um, then maternity leave and coming back with her. And, and it's been a lot of fun as well. Well, speaking of remarkable, Cindy, anything else on that top 100 list that you want to point out as a Yeah, favorite? well, and then that remarkable episode where we were all finally able to get together <laughs> at AVMA and we were recording in a rooftop uh, lounge um, with a little bit of background noise and, and Miss Laura was there too. And I, the thing that really sticks out to me about that episode was kind of our call to action to let people know if they did want to make big changes in the profession that um, you know, our, our organizing body does have ways for us to let them know what it is that we really want. And that I think often we feel beholden to what the AVMA is doing. We feel like maybe sometimes that it doesn't necessarily represent what we, what we want it to be focusing on, but that we feel disenfranchised from that. But we, we do have power. We do have ways to um, reach out and talk to our representatives and uh, bring their concerns to the forefront or to the uh, House of Delegates. So that really stuck out to me as an empowering episode. Um, plus, it was also just nice all being in the same place. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And even though it was kind of noisy, as you mentioned, it was a beautiful view. You know, that day was it had rained, you know, so it was kind of a, this dreary day. But then if you remember it kind of the, the clouds parted. <laughs> Right when we were yeah. getting started and we had this beautiful view. So it, it was just a nice setting. And, uh, you know, Becky, I think what was fun too, just the energy, you know, it's, it's one thing, like we're used to hearing each other and re- yeah. reacting and responding to our voice, but it was really nice to, to see the body language and just right. the big smiles and the, the bright eyes. I, I, I had a, that was a fun one. That was fun. And that was also another one where there may have been a few drinks involved prior and during. And <laughs> yeah. so I just think maybe some of our, I think what we're learning is some of our best work. It, it might be over drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Well, Becky, what about you? Anything to sort of, to wind up our top 100 reminiscence? You know, it's so hard to pick a favorites when I look back at a hundred episodes, how far we've come, how much we've talked about, but I think for me, the the last one that really stood out was our tripods episode. And it's hard to pick favorites because there are so many, but this one was really personal because I have one. And the idea that we have to help pet parents make a decision about end of life or end of leg, you know, and and the, the resources that tripods put out there in terms of helping people know that cancer is not an end of life diagnosis in these cases and that they can do really well and that they recover really well and they can live long, long, happy lives. I know, Dr. Ernie, I said to you when she had her leg amputated, if I got one more year out of her, I would just, it would mean the whole world to me. And we're almost 18 months out now. So um, I truly feel that was such a special episode. What they do is so special and and the helping people through such a hard time because amputation is such a hard time. And in the veterinary industry, I think we see it so much and we know they do okay that we can be somewhat nonchalant about it. We really have to remember there's some grieving involved for owners when they make these choices and during that rehabilitation time. And, you know, sometimes my dog falls and my heart breaks every time she does. And I'm a pet parent first. And we've talked about that a lot. And that episode really, I think, allowed me to be a pet parent and to have a lot of emotion and feeling about something that I had to do for my dog. Yeah. And and that's one of those episodes, too, that that 
I think inspires us and hopefully our audience as well, because uh, there are so many people in our profession that we've tried to highlight their, their amazing stories. But this particular couple really sort of stopped everything in their life when they had a dog diagnosed with osteosarcoma and, and then dedicated themselves on the other side to helping people go through this same process and uh, give them resources. I mean, they, they do some amazing work and that that's the kind of stuff that we often forget about in the busy day to day because we're so stressed out. We're worried about negative Yelp reviews and, you know, and the client who's complaining about, you know, coming in at 430 in the afternoon uh, that we forget that there are people like like them who are just completely dedicated and devoted to, to helping the dogs and cats we love to serve. They were just one of many of the entrepreneurs that we've highlighted on the right. podcast. And I, I like to think that Highlighting those folks may be inspiring some of our listeners out there to follow their passions and to follow their dreams too. That's such a great point. And, you know, it makes me think about all of the amazing guests that we've had and how hard it is to pick and choose. And at the end of the day, every time we have a guest on our show, we're asking for their time. We're asking for their insight. We're asking for their energy. And we have had some amazing leaders in this industry take their time to help shed insight on important topics. And I'm so grateful we've had that opportunity to do that. And so many amazing, brilliant minds have come together on this show to, to really try to just help spread great practices, great thoughts and great energy. Yeah, and guys, again, as, as sort of the, the mad hatter of this bunch, I want to thank you, too, for all of your time and energy and, and expertise because, I mean, we don't get paid for this. We have strong belief that we want to help our profession. And I just want to thank you, too, for joining me on this journey and keeping pushing it along because there's a lot of times when, you know, each one of our individual energies is sort of waning, but I've got you two to pick me up. And I thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, I, I think this starts back with a, a lunch that happened, I think, in was it San Antonio, where we all kind of sat down and met and together for the first time. And um, I'm just really grateful that Life's Path brought me to a, a lunch with you guys that resulted in 100 episodes of amazing insight and really great friendship. Well, you've heard what we have to say. Now we want to hear from you. What are some of your favorite episodes or comments or ideas that we've shared with you over the first 100 episodes? And don't forget, please leave us a review on iTunes so we can reach more veterinary colleagues with the next 100 episodes. You can reach out to us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder and maybe tag a friend who you think would enjoy the podcast too. We know there are a lot of podcast addicts out there who are always looking for more. You can also reach out to us on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. And don't forget to click to subscribe so you don't miss one great episode of the Veterinary Viewfinder. Until next time, here's to another 100 episodes. Bye. 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 Bye.